the Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. I'm the Bowtie Guy. I'm Biker Chick. And we are here to help you turn your mess into a message. Our word of the week this week is exposure, which is bringing attention to something. And uh, don't forget to give yourself bonus points for using that word during the week. Um, like I said, we're here to turn people's mess into a message. And this is big show number eight for us. I'm really excited. <gasps> Can you believe it? It's crazy. It's like two months worth of shows and we're already just... Consistency. It's... Go it's us. the best. Yes. <laughs> and um, today's show is actually based on some feedback that we got from listener Dr. Heather in Hawaii, who mm. said... How do you deal with trying to grow a ministry out of something that most people want to hide? Because Ooh, we have things that's that people good. would tell us, you know, should be shameful. Right. And uh, what's your take on that? The whole where you've been and why you're, I mean, we're, we are, we're trying to get people to listen. I tell people every week, hey, listen to my podcast. I have right. little pieces of paper. I leave them all over. Yeah, I left do. them at the museums in LA. We went to nice. the museum with my grandsons. I watched one of the ladies come and look at it. And then I thought, oh, she's going to put it. And she threw it in the trash. Yeah. But, you know, they're, hey. the word's getting out there and more and more people are listening. So thank you listeners for sharing. But, yeah. but why are you doing this? Um, I don't know. I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> I guess because I've been through so much hurt and there was so much shame attached to that hurt and it's a place of captivity and you know, I, I don't want people to be in captivity longer than they need to be. If they can hear a message, if something triggers their desire to get out of that place of shame, then I mean, God has used me in mighty ways, even if just one person life is bettered out of my story because my thing is God redeems so much so much uh, pretty much everything right he's yeah. God yeah. that's what yeah. he does um, a big deal kind of yeah a big deal a lot and so I look back of all those quote-unquote wasted years I know they're not wasted because God has redeemed that but for me if somebody cannot have to go through something because they hear something or somebody hears the podcast and they get in recovery and then their life impacts other people. Like, I just want that message of what God can do to hit everybody. Well, yes. When we're doing this, I mean, part of the, the reason for me wanting to do this show with you was you shared a podcast with me about a guy that had a story similar to me. And yes. I thought, okay, and then why aren't we doing one? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, when I went to jail Everybody said, your life is ruined. This is going right. to ruin your life. And it changed it a lot. I mean, I don't do most of the same stuff that I used to be able to do. I just am right. not able to. And, uh, you know, one of the biggest things is, you know, finding a job with a felony on your record is tricky. But just this week, I got called by a person asking me to fill out their application. And one of the main criteria for them wanting me is I have a felony, you know, to go into... Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah it's like it's making the mess into a message. Who it's, does that? Yeah, God. Oh, that... that God yeah, does that. that's yeah. right. And so trying to make sure that I don't allow it... Like, I love what you said about being a prisoner, being in captivity to that... The sin, to the crime, to the shameful behavior or... Right. Or whatever it is. And it's just... That's... The evil one telling me I'm not good enough. Yes. Um, I, I don't remember. 
I should pay more attention to the songs we use on the show. But did, have we used Fear as a Liar as a, a song of the week? I don't believe so. I don't think we should, though. Yes. Someone told us somebody. I was going to say. Yeah, Mandy. Listen to Mandy. We're listening to you, girl, and we will use that uh, next week, I think. Well, I'm going to make a note to myself to next week. But in that song, it just it, it's that whole idea. Fear lied to me yeah. for so long, and I bought the lie. I just ate it up. I'm like, yeah, let's put some ketchup and gravy on this and make it palatable. Well, for me, it's hard to know what you don't know until you hear it or you're taught about it or you're educated about it or you're shown or whatever it is until you see from a different perspective sometimes that's all you know absolutely that and even when you're looking for different answers there can always be 50 different paths to different things but until you find that one right path i was listening to a podcast this weekend because obviously i'm a podcast nut and i love when my brain just shuts down completely I could jump in, but I don't want to steal your thunder. Go ahead. So when you said that, I thought about when I was a kid, I loved those choose-your-own-adventure books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all written. I mean, the whole thing is there. And I remember one time thinking, I can't figure out how to make sure I read the whole book. And to me, I was at the point in my reading where it's like, how many books have you read? And it was this this Mm. quest to read a book. And so then I had this philosophical dilemma in my little brain. If I read the read-your-own-story-book once, and then I read it with a different choice... I read two books. Mm. I don't know. And then my brain said, no, you're cheating. You must read every word in a book to make it count. So then I read the book page to page to page. I didn't choose the adventure. I just, it made no sense. Right. It made no sense without the flow, without the the moving and saying, okay, this happens, so now this happens. And if I, if I try to plan things too far in advance, that's me in charge. Mm, yeah. If I let God, I just kind of go, that scares the crud out of me to do that. And that's what I'm trying to do right now and trying to be cognizant of, am I in charge of this right now or am I letting God be in charge of this? It freaks me out big time. But I found that the results are so much more amazing when I allow God to do it. Because like you said, I'm limited by my own perspective, right. my own small view of what could happen what is possible god was like there's nothing boom speak a couple words right there's, there's a planet everything there's life. literally there's stuff yeah. yeah and i'm like when i just sit back and, and just watch it you know i don't paint the sunrise i just watch the sunrise and right. sometimes i'll get there and i'll be like i remember driving with my wife one time and the sun was setting and we're driving and i was like oh my gosh look couldn't be better yeah. And then 30 seconds later, I was like, what happened? It got better. And it's like, it just keeps on getting better because I'm like, all I know is what I see. I don't know how to make it God better. Right. I just know how to make it Paul better. Right. And one thing I was listening, I, my brain kicked in while you were talking. So thank you for I that am, time. I am the I was, sure. Now, now, now it's going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably loud. Sorry, guys. Um, but she was talking about oh, Paul. Paul. I, I wish we could rewind life. I do too. I wish I could yeah. jog my brain. See, I knew. I knew if you kept talking, I was going to forget. Oh, it's I terrible. have such a ding dong brain. Um, but oh, she was talking about reaching out. I was listening to a podcast, and hopefully, we'll get this lady on at some point because she's amazing. Um, but she was talking about even when you're trying to seek help from other people's. So people's, you're going down different paths, right? Trying to gain new knowledge, trying to gain understanding. The people that you meet, even people in churches, 
can provide wrong answers Even or wrong especially well i don't want to <laughs> don't want to crack down on churches yeah. but um you know, the lady was talking about sexual betrayal in marriages mm -hmm. and how when there's pornography, there's affairs, there's that sort of thing that a lot of women who have suffered the trauma from those sexual betrayals from husbands seek counsel within churches who often tell them that it's their responsibility to fix it. Well, if you just dressed more provocatively for your husband, mm -hmm. if you just did more things for him, which is a wrong answer. So. I feel sometimes... Unless you want to make her feel really awful. Well, yeah, if you want to, you know, increase that trauma, that's a great place. And so listening to people that are healthy, because I believe that people that give bad advice like that just aren't in a healthy place themselves. They're delusional. And unfortunately, our churches are very delusional. Um, and the fact that how they view a lot of things is very old school. They haven't caught up with the fact that women are humans and, you know, have minds and, you know, shouldn't just bow down to their husbands get me started on that but the point is you just keep trying to find the best answer for you you don't give up that hey wait something's flawed in me and it's just me right you don't just say okay I'm gonna take the responsibility I'm gonna hold more shame and just go you know sit in the corner in captivity longer you keep trying to find that better answer that answer that includes hope Yes. That answer that looks like, hey, wait, this might be a good path for me to take. And I think that's what I love about our podcast is that we provide hope in not living in that shame, not living in the places that people want us to hide, yes. getting out of that and saying, hey, you're not, you, you can't entrap me any longer. And we've touched on that a couple podcasts ago talking about how um oh, my poor brain today i have not had enough coffee i don't think yeah i'm struggling my brain is like pieces um i have no idea what i was gonna say paul you know it's okay <laughs> it's fine because what i see is so often i look at my life and i'm like why this why now god i thought you had better things for me and i'm i'm upset I'm upset that I lost this job or that this happened to me or that this person is upset with me. And I'm like, I don't get it. I'm doing everything you want me to. Why don't you make everything better? And now when I look back right. at the last 15 years of my life, I'm like, okay, God didn't do this to me, but I see how he used it to make me mm. better. And yes. God didn't do this to me, but I see how it's now become a weapon for me instead of a weapon against me. And my story is not a weapon that anyone's going to use against me. That's what I was trying to articulate. So you girl. got out of my brain. Yes, yes. yes. That's what we were talking about on the previous podcast is it no longer being a weapon forged against us, yes. but a weapon for us. So yeah. Thank you for saving you me on that you. thought process. Oh, turning the mess into a message. <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, turning messes into messages, I was driving to um, uh, prison, uh, the first time I went to go to the prison ministry yep. uh, several weeks ago, and this song came on, and then you asked me, hey, can we use this song for word of the, or song of the week? And I was like, absolutely. Yes. So uh, right now, give a listen to the song More Than Anything by Natalie Grant, and we'll be back on the other side of the break to talk about that. Away, but even if you don't, I pray. Help me what the more than the healing Help me want the Savior More than the Savior 
song when I heard it it wasn't the first time I heard it but the first time it really rocked me was driving to the prison and I'm, I'm pulling up going across the desert out to the middle of nowhere and here's the prison looming up and I'm worried haven't been in for 15 years and what's it going to be like and what's right. going to happen and I'm, I'm just building it up in my head it's so huge and then this song comes on right before I pull into the, the prison property and and that that chorus of help me want the healer more than the healing help me with the savior more than the saving and I was just like no I want the saving I want to be saved I want to be healed I want to be all this stuff I just want you to take care of me and 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 knowing that I just what I really need is Jesus right and not all the the good stuff he gets it's like I don't love my dad because he could provide me stuff yes I love the stuff they provided but it was it's my dad that I miss. I still have that stuff, and I would much rather not have any of this stuff and still have my dad. Right. And this song just, it messed me up going in there, and I'm just like crying, and I'm thinking, okay, you don't go into prison crying. <laughs> true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Because, but I'm just, it was, it really, really, you know, messed, you messed up. me up big time. Well, I've heard it, I had heard it a couple times before I text you. And, it was a check for me. You know, I love when God kind of says, hey girl, <laughs> what's going on over there? And that's what this song definitely did for me. It's kind of that on the same hand as even if, and it, it's funny because some of the lyrics is, you know, but even if you don't, yes, which is the same from, you know, even that's if. Hard. And, you know, the song starts off by saying, I know if you wanted to, you could wave your hand, spare me this heartache can change your plan. But even if you don't, I pray you know, help me want the healer more than the healing goes into the chorus. And for me is that really sounds good. It really does when I stop and I'm in a quiet place and I'm resting in God and I just want him. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I'm out of that place and I'm driving somewhere or I, you know, am in a, an attitude or a mood or something, it, do I want God or do I want what he can do for me? Yeah. And typically I can openly say it's probably the latter. Or sometimes I want what I want and it has nothing to do with God or oh, what he yeah. can do for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. I just want mine. Well, yeah. 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 Reminds me of, uh, was it Finding Nemo? Mine, 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 mine. Yeah. No? I don't Never know. Never seen that? Not, I've seen seagulls. It, I, 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 Sorry, yeah. guys. I've got a baby still. That, that first line, though, well, the first, the, the end of the chorus there, help me. Mm. Want that that's that's a part that I have a hard time with is like acknowledging okay I can't do this I need your help with it I'm not there 
And not only am I just acknowledging I'm not there, but help me to get there. And it reminds me just, you know, in the steps where it's like, help me to be ready to accept these changes. So and that's an important step. Yeah. And I was, my brain just went to my marriage and any relationship really is, you know, why, why do we want that person? And I know that in marriages previously, and even in this one, you know, there's been times where it's like, you know, why, why do I do certain things? Because I want, I want my husband to want me, not what I can do for him, but I want that, that intimacy, that relationship there because of who I am as a person. And to me, I like, God is so far not a human being, but it helps me when I can personalize him, you know, make it, make it think like, okay, because there's a lot of times where my husband's not a romantic, he's just not. And so I want to help him do certain things for me and just being, you know, in a state of mind to where you're focusing on true helpfulness, true, you know, cause we can help people help, help themselves. Absolutely. And that's what God does for us. Right. We're so far, not <laughs> God that we need God his help. Podcast somewhere he's like, and I have this guy, Paul, right. And <laughs> right. And I just think it's cool because it's, it's humbling to say, God, I need your help wanting you. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the same way, you know, in any relationship. I need to help my husband. You know, if I'm being a royal bee, that's not really helping my husband want to be around me, right? Probably not. But if I'm being communicative and loving and all of those things, that's helping him want to be around me in, in relationship. Well, God is always loving. God is always that perfect everything. And so he's always constantly helping us love him and have that relationship with him. He doesn't even have to think about it as hard as I do. (laughs) I have to think hard. (laughs) I'm like, man, what am I doing? Yeah. Well, that is a great song. I just, I love that. Did you have any? No, that's it. Okay. We're good. Um, So we've been talking about exposure. That was the word of the week was exposure. Right. It made me think about what scares you about opening up in this ministry, putting it out there. We're, we're on the interwebs. Somebody asked me one time um, when I set up the website, well, how many people do you want to reach? And I said, well, initially tens, but ultimately seven billion people, everyone right. on the planet. Yes. I want them to know. And my uh, second book that I'm writing is going to be about that seven billion people on the planet. What What is it about opening up, though, that... I mean, why do we want to do it? But then is there something scary about it as well? Is there, are you, do you hold back a little? I would say there's probably things in life I hold back in general um, because I don't want to hurt other people. I don't want to hurt my family mm-hmm. who um, is ignorant to a lot of things that I went through and probably won't appreciate my honesty about it. And so there's certain things that I, I fear will offend other people. Okay. Um, that is not what drives me because I'll end up saying everything that I need to say as it comes up in topic. Um, but I look back at one thing when I was talking about, you have to tell the right people. Yes. And there was somebody that I told who wasn't the right person. And I was like, oh man, I should have explained that. I should have explained 
that she wasn't herself old enough or mature enough or didn't really have the thought process to understand what that looked like mm-hmm. back then when we were both so young. Right. And so I had a thought after I shared that, I was like, man, I don't want to offend this person because there's so much context to that situation that I couldn't cover in all of that. And then I was like, well, if she gets offended, she just needs to ask me, you know, or she needs to approach (laughs) me about it, you know, because my intention, our intention is not to harm or injure anybody. Um, And I think we both come from a very understanding perspective of people are not perfect. I am not perfect. We start, you know, right at the root of things in ourselves. Like I am so far from perfect um, that we just don't want to hurt anybody. We understand that they might have a conflict in how they perceive what I said. Right. But my fear is that it will damage anybody at, at anything. Yeah, and I have that same, the idea of wanting to be authentic. Mm-hmm. And if I'm saying this one thing, there's probably going to be someone out there like, yeah, but yeah. what about when you did this to me and how come I'm not getting that now? And as I'm writing my book, I'm going through and I was like, I completely forgot about that. And I was writing just yesterday about an episode that happened when I was in college and I came back to make it right with a person and I had these words that were going to make it right mm-hmm. and I was so proud of myself for like because what I thought I was doing was giving them what they wanted but then I, I destroyed it all. I, I, I gave them the cake and then I just pooped in the cake with my words. That's like, fantastic. Yeah. It's just the things that I said I was like Paul, why did you say that? And yeah. in writing this book, I'm watching a slow motion train wreck of my life thinking, stop, don't right. do it. And I, right. I know that I'm going to. I know that I said those and looking at how those happen. And that's one of the worst things for me in the amends process is mm-hmm. that caveat, unless a face-to-face amends would hurt them or others. And I'm right. thinking, oh, I, I so want to just be able to let them know and have them really, truly understand that I'm sorry but they're not in a place that they can hear that from me. Right. That's that's a struggle, and that's what what I worry about with opening up. Sometimes is just, am I am I crossing that line of hurting someone? Right. Because I'm trying to be open and honest, and and what I ultimately come to is I know that I've been helped by people opening up to me. Right. And so people are being helped. I mean, we already get the emails about people and, and saying how they've been helped by the podcast because of our openness right? And, and willingness to just lay it out there. And I'm that's what I'm proud of with this is that right. we are willing to do it. And yeah, there's something about, I mean, we're sitting here in a dark room with lights on talking to a microphone right. and we're not looking that person in the face, but I know they're there and they can listen to it. And and if it was a face-to-face, they couldn't rewind it, but they can rewind this and say, what were you saying there? What did you mean? And right. they can show it to someone and, and say, hey, listen to this guy. This is what he said. And then you know, it just snowballs out there. So right. I try to be careful about it, but I, I think it's the risk is worth yeah. the reward that's out there. Well, and another thing for me that I was afraid of was some – form or manner of anybody in my circle getting a hold of the fact that you have a past and what that past is and them not liking somebody I love so much you know that's hard for me because people are so quick to judge and I have a lot of people that aren't Christians in my life and I love them exactly for who they are and where they're at it's just their level of understanding 
is very different. You know, their mentality is, you know, not a pleasant one. Right. For a lot of different ways. And so their perspective is flawed, in my opinion, because that's my that's it. my opinion. Yeah. And, um, and I don't want that. It's not that I don't want to approach that subject because I have no problem standing up for the things that I believe in. But I don't want it to carry over hostility in any circumstance of my life, um, especially not directed at you in any way, you know? And so that's another fear of mine when we first were opening up and starting this is, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Um, he grabbed, he grabbed his head and he looks like like he's in pain. Right. I get those. It's, it's almost gone now. They just come and go. Okay. That was scary for me. Yeah. Because I'm like, is he going to fall over? That would be funny. No, no, I would be terrified. <laughs> just, just push the end of the recording button yeah. and make sure you Once you guys it. hear the flop. Um, yeah, I couldn't talk through that one. Sorry. Yeah. Paul's like trying to get me to just keep talking. And I'm like, I don't know how. This is why it's good that we're not on a, a video podcast because we do so much. You know, We do. I'm sitting here listening to Christina nodding my head so that you people know that I can. But I'm trying to be cognizant because one of the biggest pieces of feedback that I got at the beginning is, Hey, you ever think you'll let Christina talk? <laughs> I, I actually pay attention to that now. I'm like, how much do I get to talk in this one? Did I say anything smart that, you know, and it's interesting to listen to, yeah. to us. And is there anything else that scares you about? I think for me, it's um, that initial fear was, was just that of like, all right, who's going to who's gonna say no, don't do this, you know, and tell yeah. us no. And um, my my beautiful friend Kayla is the one who got me past that because it was always me. I, when I was afraid to write my book, I said, mm-hmm. what if people won't read it? What if I can't get people to read it? And she's like, Paul, that's not your job. It's right. God's job. Quit doing God's job. He's good at it. And right. The same thing with this podcast. I'm just like, all right, I'm not going to try to do God's job at it. I'm just going to do my job. I've been asked to put it down and, and do a little bit of technical work and then put it up there on the interwebs. And then it's God's job to you know touch people and get the spirit to move people to share it and post on you know things and, and right. go to visit our page and those kind of things. Yeah. That's that's not my job. I mean, I, I make it available and, and we do a little bit, but but right. letting God do it. And so my fear is not there. And it's just I just think it's really interesting though. This whole show, I just love that idea of like, for so long I should have wanted to keep it a secret. And I right. don't like to just go out on the corner and say, hey, guess what I am. Right. But I love that God has given me the ability to take that that horrible horrible big red letter and just make it spell something beautiful that's the thing is if we in my opinion if we can take the horrible things that we chose to do Mm -hmm. and help somebody avoid that same choice to me that's redemption that's making a living amends to something. Yes. Um, And you were talking about that amends and, you know, not being able to because they're not in the right place. And I think that's when it's so important to make a living amends out of a situation is I know what I did to this person that hurt them. They are not ready to receive my apology, but I can make amends by not doing that same thing ever again. And by hopefully preventing somebody else from maybe making that same mistake again as well. Right. Yeah, we have to be the, the I'm the person, I, I suffer a lot of consequences of my actions because of the people who preceded me mm-hmm. didn't act well right. after their offenses. 
And so my, my job is to act well after the offense so that people down the line behind me can say, yeah, well, it is possible. Right. It is possible to turn the mess into a message. Right. And, and that's why we're here. And what if, you know, there's so many what ifs. I said that and then I was like, skirt. <laughs> so many what ifs. But my positive what ifs are, you know, what if somebody's experienced the same poor choice mm-hmm. and they don't feel like there's a way out. Right. And then they hear us talking and they're like, hey, wait, Christina's been through this. And look at where she's at now. She can not the same room with that guy. Yeah. Or, you know, vice versa. You don't live in your shame. Right. To be like, okay, I'm intimidated by, I can't, you know. Yeah. It's how can we bring this all together to bring glory to God and yep. what he does in our lives to show people that there is healing, that they don't have to live in that place of um, being a victim. Right. And that's where I lived there for a long time. And I was just talking about, and this is one thing that I'm sure my family would love to hear, but, um, and that is a fear of mine is that they're going to hear things. And I really don't talk to a lot of my family anymore because they're in a very different place than I am. Hi family. Um, yeah. Hi fam. Um, but it's when my abuser passed away, I had forgiven him. I had not made um, I had not reconciled with him. I had not told him he was forgiven. I don't feel that's my, my responsibility. Um, but I had forgiven him and I had prayed for him and his salvation and hoping that, um, even regardless of all the stuff that I had suffered through at his hands, he wasn't a monster to the rest of the world. And so there were very human aspects to him. So there must be good qualities about him. And then as God changed my heart in that, um, my mentality changed as well. And I was able to, he passed away and I was able to mourn with my family. I was mourning because they were sad and they were hurt at the loss of him. I was not. I had no, no sad feelings. Right. To put it that way, I didn't have any angry feelings. I didn't have any, you know, but I just prayed that he had been in heaven or that he went to heaven at that point. But it's a hard process. And as long as we live in that shame and as long as no one's showing us that there's any other place to live, then we're kind of stuck there. Absolutely. Well, we are taking the mess and making it a message. And this week's mess is just my crime, your uh, victimization and your past and the messages that we can come together and be stronger together and absolutely teach people and uh, that they can get through it too. If you have gone through something and you'd like to know about, I'd like to let us know about it, or you'd like to uh, be on the show even, please contact us at info at messituppodcast.com. If you want to share your story with Christina, it's bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. And of course you can reach me at bowtie guy at messituppodcast.com. Check out the show notes on the, uh, uh, WordPress page that we have mm-hmm. and you can go to messituppodcast.com to uh, see where those show notes are follow us on Facebook on Twitter we're going to start having some Twitter contests so I need to get some Twitter followers out there and Tweet. on Instagram we love to see you guys and thanks for listening share it with your friends we'll see you next time on uh, Mess It Up have a good one
Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Thank you.